Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Hello, sports fans. Uh, this is the Voice of America's Douglas Impoga filling in for Sunny Young. Thanks for tuning in this evening and welcome to another edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Let's start with tennis where Novak Djokovic has now gotten a shot at a Wembley Dome title defense. Sally Bolton, the All England Club chief executive, said Tuesday that Novak Djokovic will be allowed to defend his title. The requirements set out by government to enter the UK do not include mandatory vaccination and therefore Whilst, of course, it is encouraged, it will not be a condition of entry to compete at the championships this year. Bolton also said participants are not required to quarantine on arrival ahead of the tournament and the club does not intend to impose the sort of COVID-19 restrictions on players and fans it used last year. Wimbledon begins June 27th and Djokovic has a shot at becoming a seven-time champion on the grass court. Djokovic was in Australia and even practiced on the court after being sent to a quarantine hotel in a legal tug of war with the top officials in the country. The Serbian ultimately was sent home because of his unvaccinated status. Djokovic plans to compete in the French Open and publicly objected Wimbledon's ban of Russian and Belarusian players from the 2022 event. Bolton said Tuesday the decision was made under direct guidance from the British government. Among the banned players on the men's side are world number two, Daniil Medvedev, and number eight, Andrei Lublev. It's the first time since immediately after World War II that players were banned on the basis of nationality when Germans and Japanese were barred. Djokovic, who is 34, is seeking his 21st major championship and is currently one behind Rafael Nadal with 20 Grand Slam titles. Moving to athletics, the 2022 Wanda Diamond League calendar has been released. World Athletics said Monday the 2022 Wanda Diamond League gets underway in Doha on May 13th with the Qatari capital hosting the first event of the series of athletics top one-day meetings. The Wanda Diamond League runs over five months in 14 cities around the globe. It finishes up in Zurich on September 7th and 8th. World Athletics says many of the world's leading athletes have been confirmed for the first few meetings in the series and more stars will be announced for all meetings in the coming weeks. Defending African champions, the Taranga Lions of Senegal have been tipped to qualify from Group L of the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations qualifying games. Senegal is in Group L with Benin, Mozambique and Rwanda. Ivory Coast will host the 34th edition of the Africa Cup of Nations tournament in June of 2023. Lekan Ige is an African football analyst. He spoke to reporter Mike Mboni about the chances of teams in Group L of the Africa Cup of Nations qualifying games. He says apart from Senegal, Benin is likely to be the second team to qualify from Group L. Group L presents a mixture of West, East and South Africa. Senegal and Benin Republic are from the western part of Africa, Mozambique from uh, Southern Africa and Rwanda from East Africa. So this might just be a group 
we are the West Africans, uh, Senegal and Benin, uh, we try to prove some kind of superiority over East and Southern Africa. So evenly balanced in terms of a geographical spread across the continent of Africa. But then it's going to be an interesting one, you know, to see in this group. Senegal defending champion Benin have made one or two claims when they've qualified for the Nations Cup. Mozambique, quite some time, they've not been among the party, you know, in Africa, while Rwanda will be hoping to make a wide sun is still shining. Fairly an even group, if you ask me. As defending champions, do you think the Teranga Lions of Senegal will have an easy ride over other teams in the group? Group F will be fairly an easy group for Senegal as the defending champions of Africa and of course qualifying for the World Cup ahead of Egypt means Senegal will be the top team in this group. Not much of a Nations Cup pedigree for Mozambique, Rwanda and Republic of Benin. So this should be an easy group for Senegal. You might expect one or two shocks here and there, but then I don't think Senegal will have so much of a problem qualifying from this group. They have the pedigree, they have the players, they have the personnel, they have the experience to easily win this group. Apart from Senegal, which other team do you tip to qualify from Group L? While uh, Senegal has been tipped to uh, top this group, I think Benin Republic might just be the second team, uh, West African, uh, another West African country qualifying alongside Senegal. Benin have, you know, made student uh, performances whenever they've qualified for the uh, Nations Cup. I think they are trying to build their football in recent times. So I might just be tipping Republic of Benin to qualify along Senegal. Rwanda, I think, may, may struggle. Uh, in, in this group, I'm sure they'll create one or two upsets, but I think they'll struggle in this group. Mozambique had not really gained the kind of ascendancy they would have loved to have in African football. So they could as well stake a claim, you know, to qualify along Senegal. But for me, I think Benin Republic might just be the second qualifier after Senegal, who are already tipped to top this group. That was Lekan Ige, an African football analyst. He spoke with reporter Mike Mbonyi on the telephone from Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Meanwhile, the Confederation of African Football, CAF, has announced that the final draw of the Women's Africa Cup of Nations Morocco 2022 will be conducted at Mohammed VI Complex in Rabat, Morocco, on Friday, April 29th of this year. Teams that qualified for the final are Botswana, Burkina Faso, Burundi, Cameroon, Morocco, Nigeria, Senegal, South Africa, Togo, Tunisia, Uganda, and Zambia. The World Football Governing Body will launch the FIFA Legal Portal, an online platform through which proceedings before the FIFA Football Tribunal and FIFA judicial bodies will be conducted. The system goes live on May 1st at legalport.fifa.com. FIFA said in a press release the portal will enable football stakeholders such as clubs, players, associations, intermediaries, law firms with the power of attorney and anyone involved in proceedings to lodge a claim with the relevant FIFA decision-making or judicial body. The system gradually will replace the current system of communication by email.
While the proceedings will still be governed by the respective FIFA regulations, the notification of communications, submissions, decisions and other documents will be handled through the legal portal. FIFA said it aims to ensure secure and transparent communication among all parties involved in disputes and complaints as well as a better understanding of the proceedings. FIFA also said the new platform will offer the possibility for users to report conduct considered incompatible with association regulations. This adds to the existing whistleblower platform. A user manual with a step-by-step guide to the portal will be available on FIFA.com. Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Wake up, dance this music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. U.S. President Joe Biden will come the Tampa Bay Lightning to the White House Monday celebrate their 2020 and 2021 Stanley Cup titles. It was one final victory lap for the back-to-back National Hockey League champions before starting the 2022 playoffs. Biden avoided politics in honoring the National Hockey League champions, saying instead that it's a pretty good time to be a sports fan in Tampa. He noted that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the National Football League championship last year and the Tampa Bay Rays topped their division last year in Major League Baseball. The visit was the Lightning's first visit to the White House to celebrate the Stanley Cup championship wins. Russian players Andrei Vasilevsky, Nikita Kucherov, and Mikhail Sagachev attended the White House event and shared photos of themselves with the cup and elsewhere on the grounds. Ed Danahoe with AP has more. It was a rare sports break for the president during the war in Ukraine. He pointed out Tampa's sports success. Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. The Rays won the pennant. And these guys behind me became back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. And they they may be here next year. Who knows? The president did reference First Lady Jill Biden's attendance at a vaccination event at the Lightning's home arena last year. I'm not saying that the First Lady being there at the arena during the playoffs is why you won. And he got in a political reference for the battleground state of Florida. She was there during the election season as well. She seems to show up when people win. There were no noticeable absences on the team. Even the three players from Russia were there. Ed Donahue, Washington. The British government on Monday set out plans to reform the governance of football, pledging to establish an independent regulator to deliver financial sustainability across the game. The French news agency AFP reported that ministers have given their formal support to 10 key recommendations set out in a fan-led review launched after last year's failed European Super League project. 
AFP reported a key element in the planned introduction of a regulator with statutory powers to sanction clubs to tackle the most pressing issues affecting the game in Britain. Other recommendations include a new owners and directors test to ensure only good custodians and qualified directors can run clubs and greater consultation with fans via shadow boards. The government said there was a widespread culture of clubs with unsustainable financial practices, placing the pursuit of success over sound financial management. Premier League has been warned it must move swiftly to redistribute cash or risk a transfer levy and other tougher measures. One of the most controversial recommendations of the fan-led review led by former sports minister Teresa Crouch was a transfer levy on English top-flight clubs. Also in football, German club Borussia Dortmund will play a charity fundraiser against Ukrainian top club Dynamo Kiev Tuesday with the proceeds going to organizations that directly help Ukrainians affected by the ongoing conflict with Russia. Dortmund will field guest player Ukrainian Alan Usi, the 20-year-old central defender, fled the war in his home country two months ago and has been keeping himself fit by training with Dortmund's under-23 team ever since. VOA brings you the best in African music on the African beat. African beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music from bobo music to hip life, bonga flavor to sikus, afrobeat to ndombolo and makosa to kwaito. The African beat on VOA has it all. And it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 09.05 and 20.05 UTC, right after the international news. Now to basketball, even as they rolled through the second half of their schedule, the Boston Celtics knew there was a notion they could lose. Losing a game down the stretch and falling out of the number two seed would have meant avoiding a playoff series with Kevin Durant and Brooklyn Nets, who were considered a team to be feared. But the defense made life miserable for Durant. Tom Airey with the Associated Press has more. The Boston Celtics completed a sweep of the Brooklyn Nets with a 116-112 victory in Game 4 of their first-round series. The Celtics never trailed in the game, though the Nets pulled to within a point with a minute and a half remaining after Boston led by 15 late in the third quarter. But Jalen Brown then made a basket, and the Celtics were on their way to eliminating a preseason favorite. All the pressure was on us. For us to finish and execute was big, you know. That's big for the confidence of our group, big for the mindset. Um, I think that was fantastic. Brown finished with 22 points. Jason Tatum led Boston with 29 before fouling out. Kevin Durant scored 39 and Kyrie Irving 20 for disappointing Brooklyn. Tom Merriam, New York. The Celtics swept their way into the Eastern Conference semifinals with a 116-112 victory on Monday night in Game 4, becoming the first team into the second round. Next up could be the NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks, who hold a 3-1 lead in their series against the Chicago Bulls. They play again on Wednesday. The Basketball Africa League is back. Voice of America joins forces with Africa's Premier Men's Basketball League to bring you the second season of the BAL. It is game on March 5th, 2022. 38 games, 12 teams leaving it all on the court in Senegal, Egypt and Rwanda to determine the 2022 season champion. 
Tune in to VOA 24-7, FMs and to our radio and TV affiliates for some action. Pre-game, play-by-play, post-game, daily highlights, delivered by our finest commentators. Basketball Africa League 2022 on Voice of America. May the best team win. Kenyan activists are raising concerns about gender-based violence in sports after Kenyan-born Bahraini athlete Damarius Mutua was killed last week, prompting a police search for her boyfriend. Mutua is the second female long-distance runner to be killed in Kenya since October when the husband of Olympian Agnes Tirop was arrested for her murder. Victoria Amunga reports from the Kenyan capital Nairobi. Kenya's Rift Valley town of Iten is popular as a training base for long-distance runners. However, the town has recently seen the killing of two elite female runners, Agnes Tirop in October and Damaris Mutua earlier this month, thus raising concerns about violence against women in Kenya's sports. An August 2021 report by Equality Now, a human rights organization that works to protect and promote the rights of women and girls worldwide, shows that over 40% of women in Kenya are likely to face gender-based violence in their lifetimes. Some of that violence is perpetrated by the women's partners. Wairimo Munyenyi is the executive director of the coalition on violence against women. She says female athletes, even prominent ones, are not immune to attacks. There's an assumption that um, athletes who have international exposure have a lot of money at their disposal that has made them targets of violence in the past. Munyenyi says all women need to be educated about the risk of gender-based violence. As a country, we still need to better equip our women and girls with the awareness and ability to stay out of toxic relationships that are potentially harmful to them. Mutua and Tirop were among Kenya's top distance runners. In 2010, Mutua won a bronze medal in the inaugural Youth Olympic Games in Singapore. Tirop won a bronze medal in the 5,000 meters at the Tokyo Olympics last year. Detectives said Thursday that a post-mortem report found Mutua was strangled to death. Andolo Munga is the director of criminal investigations in Keio North, where the crime was allegedly committed. We've taken some samples, the stomach content for toxicology, which will also reveal if there were some uh, chemicals which were administered to the body. Police named Mutua's Ethiopian boyfriend as a suspect in the case and are conducting a search for him. Victoria Amunga for VOA News, Nairobi. And just before we go, let's join Samson O'Malley in Abuja for some sports news roundup. Then we begin the sports with the semi-finalist for the 2021-2022 CAF Champions League. Petro Luanda of Angola qualified for this year's semi-finals of the early club competition on the African continent after playing a 1-1 draw with South Africa's Memelody Sundowns in Johannesburg on Saturday. Petro qualified 3-2 on aggregate after a 2-1 home win last weekend. Coach Makoba Mkiti of Sundowns said in his post-match interview that the defeat hurts a lot. I'm very proud of the boys. Unfortunate uh, that we did not uh, go through to the semi-final, but I think the boys really gave a good account of themselves, and uh, probably it's us, the leadership, that would have to to take the bullet and say maybe we, we need to plan better and do better in, 
in the next coming matches and make sure that we improve in this space. Elsewhere, Serial CAF Champions League semi-finalist Wada Casablanca of Morocco booked a semi-final ticket despite being held nil-nil at home by C.R. Bozidad of Algeria. Wada won the quarter-final 1-0 on aggregate. In Morocco, Egyptian giant Al-Hakli claimed a 1-1 draw away to Raja Casablanca to progress 3-2 on aggregate on Friday night. Elsewhere, Algeria's ES Satif won 1-0 in Tunisia against Osporons du Tunis to take the tie by the same scoreline on aggregate. The first leg of the semi-finals are scheduled to be played on the 6th and 7th of May and the 13th and 14th of May for the second leg, with reigning champions Al-Hakli facing ES Satif and Petro de Luanda taking on Wydad Casablanca. Staying with football news, Didier Drogba lost a controversial bid to become president of the Ivory Coast Football Federation when he was eliminated after the first round of voting at Saturday's elective congress. The former Chelsea star pulled only 21 votes in the three-way race with the two other candidates, Yassin Idris Diallo and Sori Diabate, pulling more than double his tally. Diallo won a second round to decide the presidency of the federation. In rugby news, Kenya survived the scare to qualify for the 2022 Rugby World Cup Sevens after defeating Zambia 19-12 in Africa Men's Sevens bronze medal match at the Kayadondo Grounds in Kampala on Sunday. The dethroned African champions comfortably led 12-0. At the break, however, Zambia came into the second half strongly, leveling scores 12-12 with two tries. After two days of competition, Uganda and Zambia joined automatic qualifier Kenya at the 2022 were games slated for July 28th to August 8th in Birmingham, England, as Zimbabwe is still suspended from Commonwealth after withdrawing in 2003. And that's it on Daybreak Africa Sports. I am Samson Omale in Abuja, Nigeria. Next, an editorial reflecting the views of the United States government. The United States reiterates its grave concern over continuing reports of ethnically motivated atrocities committed by Amhara regional authorities in western Tigray, Ethiopia. Many of these are documented in a recent joint report by Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International. In particular, said State Department spokesperson Ned Price in a statement, we are deeply troubled by the report's finding that these acts amount to ethnic cleansing. Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch's report concluded that newly appointed administrators in the western Tigray zone, as well as regional officials and security forces from Ethiopia's Amhara region, are responsible for a campaign of ethnic cleansing, as well as crimes against humanity and war crimes, targeting Tigrayan civilians in western Tigray since the conflict began in November 2020. Spokesperson Price noted that thousands of Ethiopians of Tigrayan ethnicity reportedly continue to be detained arbitrarily in life-threatening conditions in western Tigray. We urge the immediate release of any such remaining detainees and call on relevant authorities to grant international monitors access to all detention facilities. It remains our firm position, said Mr. Price, that there must be credible investigations into and accountability for atrocities committed by any party to the conflict as part of any lasting solution to the crisis. We urge the government of Ethiopia to cooperate with the UN Commission of Experts on Human Rights in Ethiopia. Continued reports of atrocities underscore the urgency of ending the military conflict. 
The United States supports the declarations of a cessation of hostilities by the government of Ethiopia and the Tigray Regional Authority and welcomes the news that they have been followed by initial convoys of life-saving assistance. In keeping with these declarations, the U.S. renews its call on all armed actors to renounce and end human rights abuses and violence against civilians. The United States reiterates its call for all foreign forces to withdraw from Ethiopia, as well as for the regional state authorities to remove their security forces from neighboring regions. Spokesperson Price urged all parties to take necessary steps to ensure the cessation of hostilities, unhindered and sustained humanitarian access, transparent investigations into human rights abuses and violations by all actors, and a negotiated resolution to the conflict in Ethiopia. That was an editorial reflecting the views of the United States government. for a musical interlude from VOA. Sweetest 
so good now speak the draw you pardon me pardon me i'm laughing again i assisted man past my friend money like the alphabet if you want to see peace got a pass on the ends came a long way from a park in a benz to an 18 plate man's park in a benz far from the rest but i'm far from my best life is a lesson i'm passing a test yes everything blessed i don't want drama and i don't want stress my girl got finesse caribbean flex body and chest tech body and chest thank god more i grew up with less just to the right raps to the left arge in the middle got seed to the death batch full of dogs with the 60s vets if you send me the location then i'll be right there to make i come check you my baby no time no and my dog is on probation another five years they bring girls to his location i was down by the middle to the top right now wraps up this edition of the sunny side of sports thank you for tuning in i'm douglas and that's the sunny side of sports